welcome to my first ever podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm doing a podcast where I introduce you to one indigenous individual. I tell you about their lives, their history, what they do, and why I admire them. Kind of like an indigenous changemaker, you might say. That being said, the man I'm going to be talking about today is Justice Murray Sinclair. This man has contributed a lot to his nation and to his community. Justice Murray Sinclair was born in 1951 in South Carolina, He was raised in a former St. Peter's Indian Reserve by his grandparents. Both his parents and grandparents attended the residential school, a fact that would affect some of his work later on. His indigenous name or spirit name is Mazene Gizik, meaning the one who speaks of pictures in the sky in Ojibwe. Like the name suggests, he is an Anishinaabe a member of a Pegasus First Nation. Justice Sinclair was very active in the indigenous community from a very young age. In his teenage years, he worked for the Selkirk Friendship Center, an NGO that provides programs and services to urban indigenous people. Things like spiritual guidance, youth programs, health services, and assistance in finding housing or unemployment. He also spent some time as an air cadet in the Royal Canadian Air Squadron where he showed outstanding performance, earning him many rewards, especially for his leadership. In 1973, Justice Sinclair's interest in law began when he came to work as a personal assistant for the Attorney General of Minnesota at that time. So he returned to university three years later and enrolled in the Faculty of Law program. In 1980, he, became, he officially became a lawyer and his areas of expertise are in civil and criminal litigations, specifically in indigenous and human rights. However, due to his indigenous background, his career as an attorney faced some trouble very early on. He was mistaken by the judge as, a, as to defend him in his very own case. After this incident, he realized very quickly that the system was made against people like him. So he began devoting his knowledge and effort to fight for the rights of his people. And he began to take notice of his effort, and he was offered a promotion to be a judge twice. But he adamantly declined both times and continued to spend his effort on fighting for his community. This is why I admire him so much, but both his advocacy for his people and his personal character. Justice Sinclair finally became a judge in 1988. He was Minnesota's first ever indigenous judge and only Canada's second to hold such a prestigious title. One of his most prominent roles in shaping the Canadian justice system was his involvement in the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions of Canada. He was the chief commissioner of the commission from 2009 until the day it was dissolved. To give some context, the TRC was essentially a commission set up by the government of Canada to inform Canadians of the impact that the residential school systems had on indigenous communities. Justice Sinclair, as the head of the commissions, personally attended hundreds of hearings across Canada and heard testimonies from the survivor of the residential school system. These hearings were very emotional, but he was there with them in every meeting. Afterward, he, and he along with two other commissioners, produced 94 calls to action from their findings. The Truth and Reconciliation Commissions had tremendous impact in the histories of Canada, as it showed the mistreatment of Indigenous people, while also giving the survivors of the residential school system a platform to share their experience and to make sure that this never happens again. 
When asked what he was thinking when he wrote the report, this is what Justice Sinclair had to say. When you were writing the calls to action, who, who did you have in mind? You, young indigenous people, because um, I always said at that time in 2015, we were faced with a, a federal government that had already indicated that through their own actions, not so much through words, but through their actions that they were unlikely to pick up the calls to action and do anything with them. Due to the fact that both his parents and grandparents went to the residential schools, Justice Sinclair hesitated to join the commission at first, as he was worried that it would compromise his impartiality as a judge. He eventually accepted the offer to chair the commission in 2009, as he felt his predecessors hadn't done enough to ease the survivors' pain. In 2016, first distinguished public service as a judge, Justice Sinclair was appointed as Manitoba Senators in the Senate. He was on many committees. Most were about the rights of people, Indigenous rights included. Due to his background in laws and his strong relationship with the community, Senator Sinclair was usually asked to be the mediator in disputes involving the government and Indigenous communities. For example, the investigation into the police service board of Thunder Bay, Ontario, due to allegations of racial policing. After more than four years of public service as a lawyer, a judge, and a senator, Senator Sinclair retired from the Senate in January of 2021, but he continues to give to his community by working as a mentor to young lawyers. He regularly discussed with these young lawyers on issues regarding indigenous laws and human rights. Senator Sinclair is truly a shining beacon of justice, of integrity, and devotion to community. And that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening.